White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer trying to smooth over relations with reporters Monday. Our job is to make sure that sometimes, and you're in the same boat. I mean, there are times when you guys tweet something out or write a story and you publish a correction. That doesn't mean that you were intentionally trying to deceive readers and the American people, does it? And I think we should be afforded the same opportunity. Okay, we bring in Michael Caputo to talk about that. And Michael, it got off to kind of a rocky start Saturday. But how do you think Spicer did uh, yesterday? And um, do you think he has moved past uh, any, I guess, first-day fumbles that uh, he might have had? Well, I think the fumble was the, the choice of topic on the first day, really. And and I think, you know, after, what, nigh on 90 minutes in front of the press corps, fielding questions about policy and answering in detail, Sean did a really good job. I, I think uh, the press isn't a very forgiving animal, uh, but uh, he'll continue to do a good job, and he'll continue to answer with real depth on policy. Sean's a, a remarkably smart person and a pretty aggressive guy. So this also won't be the last time that he's got, uh, you know, he puts the uh, the press's nose out of joint. How did he do with that? the crowd size answer? Well, you know, I'll tell you. I think that, uh, you know, he kind of backpedaled a bit, saying that, you know, kind of admitting that they're, they're the facts that he had used in his, or the data that he had used in his initial uh, kind of uh, uh, address to the press corps were wrong. I, I think he's, uh, he, he's fine. I, I also believe that, uh, you know, the uh, the press secretaries for all past presidents have, been, have made mistakes at the podium. The unfortunate thing for Sean is that it was his first day, and uh, I think he's pushed past it. And uh, President Trump yesterday, with how, I guess, uh, busy he's been, uh, not just yesterday, but it looks like this morning and throughout his first week, um, he'll be giving uh, Spicer plenty of uh, things to talk about other than crowd sizes. Uh, do you think this issue's in the back burner now? Oh, sure. And, and I think it was always in the back burner. It was an unfortunate choice to talk with to address. Um, but uh, like I said before, the, you know, President Trump has uh, uh, a zero tolerance policy for, uh, for incorrect media and unfair media reports. And we'll see uh, Sean Spicer take them on again um, on on other issues, and they will, you know, these issues will multiply. I mean, we had a very big day in the White House yesterday by any stretch of the imagination. The president was focused on trade policy uh, by signing the document that basically kills the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He was also in a, at a, in a pretty remarkable meeting with union forces, uh, you know, with basically showing us that he is going to peel away the you know parts of the traditional democratic coalition uh, making labor leaders more and more fond of what he's doing in addition you know he had uh, he, we had a, a remarkably effective strike on ISIS yesterday in Yemen it was a big day for president uh, Trump all right i want to just turn things a little bit michael grateful dead fans and the buffalo philharmonic are looking for help in finding a recording of the dead playing with the BPO on March 17th, 1970. And we're turning to you because you're the biggest deadhead that we know around here. Well, you know, I, I love this effortless transition from President Donald Trump to the Grateful Dead. It's Smooth, right? <laughs> but, you know, I first, uh, you know, I've heard about this tape for many, many years. It was a remarkable concert, one that was kind of an accident because, Another band was supposed to come in and play with the with the BPO, which was going to be and ended up being 
the first time a rock and roll band played with an orchestra in the United States, and only the second time in the entire world. So it was a remarkable concert to begin with, and when the Grateful Dead filled in at the last minute, all the traditional fans who, you know, all the fans who traditionally would tape these these shows didn't have a chance to show up. The guy uh, on on the band staff who was taping these shows every every time they were in concert was at home under house arrest. So, in addition to that, you had the BPO's longstanding policy of no recording devices, and so we now have what people believe may be. Uh, one of the very rare, you know, rare shows that were not you know, are not available in a recording. So many years later, I believe the recording is out there, and that's why when BPO tweeted about it a couple of weeks ago, I offered a five hundred dollar reward for anyone who might have that tape. I was quite certain that somebody would be, you know, rifling through their grandfather's old tape collection and find this thing. In fact, another uh, Grateful Dead fan has matched, you know, has uh, pledged two hundred dollars. And uh, Terrapin Station, um, up on Hurdle Avenue, has also offered 500 So the reward, reward is up to 1200 bucks for the March 17, 1970 show, uh, where the Grateful Dead played with the Buffalo Philharmonic. And, and if I get that tape, like, like you know, with my reward, I'm going to uh, post it on the web and offer it for everyone for free. All right, that's awesome. Do, I, do you really think the tape's out there, though, if it hasn't come out yet? Well, this is a very—it's a legendary you know, tape. It's the Great White Whale. Uh, no, you know, people have said they've heard it. I thought I had heard it and found out that I was mistaken. Uh, I'm not quite sure it's there. The Buffalo Philharmonic has said that they are 99% sure that it's not out there. You know, here's the thing: in 1970, if you wanted to sneak in a recording device to catch a show that you were not—you weren't allowed to tape—you'd have to bring in a couple of suitcases. So I think it's. It's becoming less and less likely, but there is one fella out there who says he has it buried in his storage space somewhere, and uh, we'll find out if he does. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe he'll come forward for that reward money. But the other question is, what's the quality of this thing like? Well, it's not going to be that good. You know, we do have technology out there to clean these things up, but you know, there was so much interesting stuff going on that night that was instigated by the Buffalo Philharmonic that uh, the quality of the recording, you know, it might be disappointing. But just being able to have it, listen to it, and hear what the Buffalo Philharmonic did with the Grateful Dead, that I would be a thrill. All right, Michael, I hope you find this tape because uh, there's a few tapes that I would love to have of concerts, including uh, a bootleg that I have that's just terrible quality that I wish could be, uh, you know, done a little bit better. But I think uh, you're in the right, uh, the BPO, you're going to have somebody in a, a good setting to get a good recording of that uh, concert, I think if the tape surfaces, you should have a good one. Well, I'll tell you, and the BPO has said that they're going to step forward and authenticate it. We've also, uh, I've talked to them already. We have a member of the orchestra uh, from the 1970s who's it's still in the Western New York area who's standing by ready to take a look. All right, that's Michael Caputo. We can talk to him about just about anything, <laughs> from President Trump to the Grateful Dead.